Welcome back to another episode of Hattrick Lacrosse Picks, the show where we analyze every game from every conference so you can make the best picks. As always, we're your hosts, the three Garretts. And to be completely honest, boys, I watched all of four games this weekend. I just could not make time this weekend for lacrosse, but it was a pretty hectic week. What were your guys' thoughts? Yeah, a lot of replays had to be watched, but um, initial takeaway from this weekend, let's go Nittany Nittany Lions, man. (laughs) Penn State, oh my God. Like, three weekends in a row of upsets on Ivies. I mean, they're just the Ivy killer. It's impressive. Oh, how the turntables. The ACC and the Big Ten, the Big Ten in particular, has totally flipped the script. I know in my personal top 20, I have all six in the top 20, very reminiscent of the Ivy League last year. I do not think all six Big Ten teams get in the tournament like the Ivy did last year, but a great year at a conference for the Big Ten, and it's shaping up to be an incredible conference slate coming up in a few weeks. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we have all six in our top 20 also. Our collective top. 20. I mean, it's where they belong. I mean, Big Tens, yeah, yeah. Big Tens becoming the the Ivy League of last year, really. Um, Michigan had an impressive win against Harvard. I saw that. What was that? Like nineteen to thirteen. That yeah, was an and impressive was after win. They had gone down like nine to three, and they battled back and just smoked them. Yeah, I mean, Michigan. They're they're a pretty good team, and they have the guys to win games and turn it on when they need to. Um, so definitely a confidence boosting win for them going into, uh, big 10 play, which is starting up soon. Um, and then we also got Penn and Princeton in the Ivy league who are on the struggle bus right now, two and three, um, St. Joseph's big time loss to Drexel on Saturday. Uh, I watched, that was one of the four games I watched and, just as that game was going on, I was just like, oh, no, what's going on? Oh, no, Hawks, no. I I didn't get to watch that game, and I saw it, and it just it was a gut punch for another one of the teams I was so high on at the beginning of the year. It's a tough one for Hawk Hill. It's just to a just tough fall one. Off. <laughs> yeah, with that, with that midweek game, midweek loss to Penn, which went into overtime, that was tough. That was another 13-12 to 12 win in the series. Yes screaming in that game <laughs> yeah hated the result uh, i just i mean how do you leave sam hanley that wide open that was again again if i i will comment on it when we get to st joe's again but if that team had a functioning goalie they would be a top 10 team yes, without a doubt in my mind 100 functioning just a functioning goalie no disrespect to celian mcmillan but disrespect to celian mcmillan because it just—it's just not—it's not happening there, especially Sealy. Just oh, contain myself. <laughs> Did uh, Blazer, who, the Hounds had a game this weekend. Who'd they play? Was that I Little Lafayette? Yet? I don't think that they had. Who did? They didn't have a game. They didn't have a game because they didn't. Blue? They didn't. They didn't lose. They didn't lose. They you didn't. mean the blasting they got? They didn't lose. They didn't have a game. They had a bye week. Didn't didn't happen. You're right, because nobody showed up. That's yeah. a good point. All right. All right. All right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on to the top 20. We're on to the top 20. And yeah. I, the in. of giving you the receiving votes category this week, 
We have three teams receiving votes. The first one is Lehigh with one vote. Harvard is still hanging on with one vote. And Delaware uh, with the midweek win um, kind of clawing back. They are just outside the top 20. They're at 21. And for our 20 to 16 spots, we got Boston University making its second second or third appearance in our top 20. They've improved a four and one this weekend, so they're they're a pretty solid team as well um, in a very competitive Patriot League. And then we have the two and three Hoyas for some reason back in the top 20. Michigan. Sure. Um, and then we have Michigan at the 18th spot with that big win against Harvard that we mentioned. Army, another Patriot League team who's sitting at five and one. They're looking pretty solid, uh, gaining some momentum before they get into uh, or gaining some momentum uh, after Patriot League started up. And then 10, who just fell to Villanova this past weekend in a brutal loss, two goals in the last two minutes, I think, which is a pretty exciting way to end. And now going into our top 15, we've got Jacksonville at 15, Princeton at 14, Ohio State still hanging in there at 13 after their couple of terrible losses they've they've had to the top echelon of teams this year. UNC slides in at 12 and Loyola falls down to number 11. Hey, it's a great, it's still a good spot. Still a good spot. In the top 10, we have Hopkins coming off that win against Syracuse. Villanova on an absolute tear is at nine. Yale winning when every other Ivy seems to be losing. Followed by Cornell after a tough loss to Penn State. And Rutgers after a great overtime win against Princeton is at the sixth spot. And then our top five remains fairly similar, but there's a bit of a shuffle. We've got Duke at number five. Penn State skyrockets up to number four for us. And I think that was actually almost unanimous, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, that we I had, had them I at had four. I had them at three. Yeah, I, I, we all ranked them inside of our top four. Maryland, staying true and steady. They're number three for us. Move up to where Cornell used to be. Virginia's number two. And our new number one team for this week is Notre Dame after their dismantling of Ohio State this past weekend. And for Dog of the Week this week, we have two nominees. Uh, first one is Tim Marcio, goalie from Hopkins. In that game against Syracuse, he had 21 saves, nine goals against. He's just been a big reason for Hopkins' recent success, and he's a stud in the cage. So there's no reason he shouldn't have this uh, this honor. And then kind of a quiet performance from this defenseman, but a very impressive day from him against Penn. It's a Villanova defenseman, Reed Colwell. Uh, he had four ground balls, three cause turnovers against Penn, and then he also had two ground balls and two cause turnovers against Drexel uh, during the weekday slate. Um, he helped Will Villanova to a dub against Penn. Uh, I believe he picked. I believe he helped pick up that ground ball and give it to the goalie to get that game-winning goal at the end, but I could be wrong. But still, he's a tremendous part of their defense, and he's a big reason for their recent success and why they deserve to be in the top 10. 
Look at you, Boyd. I'm going to get you a little Blue Jay for putting in a Hopkins guy and Dog of the Week. You can put on your mantle or something. Boyd, I'll give you a high five. Welcome to the family, buddy. (laughs) Also, though, side note, Villanova's defense, fantastic. I had not been able to watch a game until Drexel, and they looked out of this world. They are they are a very, very, very dangerous team. Now that Georgetown's kind of fallen off, like maybe now it's the resurrection of Villanova in that big east. So. Drexel still doesn't make sense to me. Like I thought they were really bad, but then now they've rattled off a few good wins. Um, I would say eighty percent of the league this year doesn't make sense. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um and yeah, if you give me a Hopkins like keychain, I'm just gonna put it like on like the stand over there and forget about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Before we dive in, we always share with you how we did. This was a pretty tumultuous week for all of us, but I must confess, I had the worst week. I lost a fair number of one goal games. I went 28 and 16. Voigt was 29 and 15, and Dryban was one better at 30 and 14. That makes us overall Voigt at 153 and 64, and myself at 158 and 59. And Dryban now takes a two game lead at 160 and 47. And with that, let us dive into the matchups. All righty. Our. First game of the week is on Tuesday, and this is going to be Lafayette at Hampton. Lafayette. I will also share support for Lafayette Leopards. Yeah, I'll go with Lafayette as well. Um, They're on a two-game losing streak, so I don't expect them to lose this one. Next up, we have the Bonnies on the road to Canisius. St. Bonaventure coming off a pretty handed loss to Cleveland State. But I feel like uh, St. Bonaventure takes care of a Canisius team that might be driving the struggle bus this year. So I like the Bonnies here, even though they're on the road. Yeah, I, I think I said it last week when I picked whoever was playing against Canisius because I am solely picking Bonnies in this game, not because the Bonnies have impressed me, but because of how little Canisius has impressed me. So I also will be picking Bonnies. Yeah, I'll take St. Bonaventure too on a short week. Um, Did Canisius have a game this past weekend? Yeah, they've lost a question. That's right. Okay, so they're also on a short week. Okay, yeah, I, I like the... Um, I like the Bonnies here. All right, next game up, we have Detroit Mercy taking on number 13, Ohio State. Uh, kind of looking like a repeated game each and every year for these two teams. Um, I like Ohio State here. They're on a three-game losing streak, but those, th- those three teams were against uh, Cornell, Notre Dame, and UVA. So... You know, big big confidence-boosting win for them here. Get right game written all over it. Go Buckeyes. Yeah, I feel bad for Detroit Mercy because Ohio State has three weeks of just pent-up rage and anger from losing to top-ranked teams that I think they just unleash upon Detroit Mercy. Take the Buckeyes here. Next up, 
We've got Syracuse visiting Hofstra. And talk about another get-right game. I've got Q's going in this one. They've gotten the short stick in their past two games against Duke and Hopkins. This one, they're not going to let go by them. Yeah, Syracuse, um, they've lost three straight, four straight, whatever it is. Look, we, we had them in our top 20 to start the year for a reason. Like, this team has potential. And they just played really good opposition. So, yes, they, they need a win here, and they're going to get a win against Hofstra. Not much else to say. I got Syracuse here. Um, tough loss for them against Hopkins. Um, but they're a young team. They still got a lot to figure out. So I think I don't see them losing this one. Next up, our lone Wednesday game has St. John's on the road to Stony Brook. Another comfortable Long Island, New York matchup. Uh, look, I got, I got Stony Brook here. I think Stony Brook is just... Still reeling from that really tough loss to Providence. Did you guys watch that game by any chance? I watched highlights once again. Ridiculous, though. That final second goal was insane for Stony Brook. Um, It's a shame they couldn't get it done in overtime, but I I do think they beat the Red Storm here pretty handily. Yeah, I think Stony Brook's a good team when they want to be. And like you said, heartbreaking loss. Um, St. John's, they're they're on the same bus with... Canisius just still searching for that first win and I think this is very uh, this is a very gettable win but I I like I like the Seawolves here at home yeah I have nothing to add Stony Brook in this one all right moving to our two games that we have on Friday this week we've got a, a great matchup here one of the best basketball rivalries if not the best one in the world we've got number 12 North Carolina traveling to Durham to take on number five, Duke Blue Devils. Duke impressed the hell out of me against Loyola, and I, I, I just have to take them in this matchup at home against UNC, I feel like. I, I honestly thought they were a little bit of a pretender until that game, and they kind of convinced me that they are real contenders. And I, this will be a really interesting game, because I think UNC is also very good, and underrated but i i like duke at home yeah unc is a really good team this year um i've harped on their defense all year it seems like and duke i still i don't know um i think they have a really good team um but four of their last five games were decided by one or two goals and one of those four was only by two goals um all against a very good team, Syracuse, Penn, Denver, and that loss to Jacksonville. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily put North Carolina and Loyola on the same playing field if you put them You're, up against each other. I like Loyola, UNC. Loyola's way better. You're right. Loyola's way better. No, no, no. It's 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 UNC. It's UNC. But anyway, um, I really like UNC in this one. I still think that Duke has that problem of arrogant shooting and just wasting possessions from time to time. And I think North Carolina's defense is too good to let them uh, walk all over them. So I'm going to take UNC here in a tough-fought matchup. Voight, I hope you're right. My (laughs) my soul hopes you're right. I'll say that. (laughs) Last year uh, was when Duke played UNC twice, you know how the ACC schedule works, and they smoked the Tar Heels both times. we don't need to talk about how Duke trounced the Greyhounds. We don't, we don't need to talk about it. But 
a very impressive win. Um, and look, I don't put much stock in UNC beating Brown. I mean, that team is down and out with all their seniors. Duke playing at home, I think they showed you all you need to know from that Friday night game against Loyola. When they're at, when they're at Koskinen, they're they're cooking. Um, so I'm going to take Duke here. All righty, good stuff. That should be a really good matchup. Um, this next one, though, I'm not too sure. We have the number 10 Hopkins Blue Jays going down to Annapolis to take on the Navy midshipmen. Uh, Navy's on a four-game losing streak right now. Uh, recent loss to Colgate just got absolutely obliterated in the snow this weekend. Um, yeah, it, it, Navy's just still has that problem of just like not being able to play up to teams that they play against. Um, and Hopkins is coming off a big win, so I like Hopkins here. Yeah, I I agree with you, Voight. I Navy for me for some reason it looks like they're getting worse with every game, like just steadily declining as the season goes on. And I they're I don't want to say they're this year's Michigan because they only went out to a three and zero start, but they play Hopkins now. They have Villanova after that. This team's about to go on a six game losing streak after a three game win streak to start it. So Hopkins in this one all the way. I'm going to take Hopkins as well, but and my commentary is going to be about Navy's game against Colgate. And I'm going to say that all three of us took Colgate and pretty confidently. And if you look at the inside the cross picks, almost no one else did. Like, I was probably one of five to seven people that took Colgate. Everyone took Navy. So, like, I don't know what other people are seeing in this Navy team. But, yeah, I mean, Hopkins is just head and shoulders above this midshipman team this year. So, absolutely, they win this game. I don't even I don't care that it's in Annapolis. They, they should win. Yeah, it's it's tough to see from Navy, too, who has just been – they looked like they were on the upslope the last couple of years, and now they just took a drastic turn. Um, doesn't help that one of their best players is also out for the rest of the year after that illegal hit. Yeah. So that's just that's just tough as well. But moving forward, we have Air Force going over to New York to play Queens. Uh, Queens coming off their second straight loss. Uh, Air Force is coming off of a really convincing win against Bryant. We all took Bryant this weekend. Um, again, not one of the game, not one of the four games that I saw, but I took a look at the box score and really like. It seems like uh, Bryant had a few man up opportunities to, towards the end of that game, but just didn't capitalize. And it just seems like Air Force capitalized on more of the 20-plus turnovers that Brian had. so, um, And then Queens, um, not too sure how they would match up against Air Force, so I'm going to take the Falcons here. Yeah, Air Force for me is a fringe top 20 team. I think they're playing really stifling defense, and uh, I like them a lot here. In the, I think this is a A-Sun game, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm not going to echo everything that's already been said, but Air Force's win against Bryant was really impressive and came out of nowhere to me. Uh, I like the Falcons a lot on the road in this game. Next up, we have Marist playing Canisius on a short week. Canisius stays at home. However, I think Marist gets this win. I don't know if Canisius wins a game this year, and if they do, it's probably not this one. I don't know. I'm 
I'm just not too sold on this Mariners team. We were pretty high on them in the beginning, but I think this is still a gettable game for Canisius. Um, but it's tough to pick them right now, considering their losing streak. Um, so I'm going to go with it Marist, but still very gettable game for the Golden Griffins. Voight, fully respect your skepticism against Marist. However, once again, I will say I am not picking this game because of my confidence in the other team. I am picking this game because of my lack of confidence in Canisius. Yeah. Marist yeah. all the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, next up we have the Lindenwood Lions taking on Cleveland State. Um, this is a this is an interesting game for Lindenwood because uh, Cleveland State they moved up to D one a few years ago and now they look like a pretty solid team this year. Um, they surprised me in that uh, in that Bonaventure game uh, that I saw yesterday. Uh, well, I saw the replay yesterday. It occurred on Saturday. Uh, but they look like a pretty solid team. They look like they play as a unit, and they're pretty solid all over the field. Lindenwood, uh, I don't know. Are they – I don't know if they're on a losing streak. Since they that, lost JIT. They beat LIU. I think they're 1-2. They're 1-2. and two. That's, that's right. Lindenwood got kind of robbed off of a cheap goal this past weekend against NJIT. It was a great G. Great game. I don't know about the goal though but i am going to take cleveland state here in this ace on matchup uh cleveland state they i i did i'll tell you what i re-ranked some of my teams yesterday and i think i had cleveland state in the fourth or fifth spot in the ace on so watch out for the vikings i void i was just about to say it and you took the words out of my mouth i this cleveland state team dark horse for ace on anyone at least to make the tournament, I think. I've got they're them doing, in this game. They're an ace on tournament team for sure. Watch out for the Vikings. They get another win here. All righty. Next up, we have Colgate taking on Lafayette in another Patriot League matchup. Uh, Colgate, really liking what they see here, what they've been doing. Um, my boy Rory Connor had seven Gs uh, against... Uh, Navy this past weekend, so solid day from the kid and solid day from the rest of the team, too. I think they are playing pretty confidently, and I think this is a very, another winnable game for them. I got the Raiders. Yeah, Colgate won this game 14-7 uh, to 7 last year, and they looked, like, exceptional against Navy. I mean, regardless of how Navy played, like, Colgate looked really, really good. Like I said a few minutes ago, lacrosse world did not see the Raider win coming, but hey. We all did. Shows our prowess. Um, I think Colgate continues to win in the Patriot here and maybe make a maybe make a uh, an effort to maybe get a higher seed in the Patriot League tournament. They're they're up for a run. They're up for a run for sure. Yeah, I second all you guys and everything you said. I've got Colgate in this game. I I think what's crazy to me too is that Colgate won seventeen to eight against Navy when they only won. 36% of the faceoffs. They did not control the X by any means, and they still dominated that game. Which, shout out, Matt Lacombe, their goalie, 72% save percentage on the day this past weekend. So, definitely part of the big reason why they had that blowout win, but they're riding this wave. That's the first win of, I think, a good couple where Colgate's going to have the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah Next, they got. 
Oh, sorry. They uh, they also have Bucknell after this game too. So I think they get back to 500. Very possible. Very very possible. Yeah. Next up, we have a huge matchup in the Ivy League. The now number seven Cornell Big Red are on the road to the number eight Yale Bulldogs. And boys, let me preface by saying I will be in-house for this game. I am up in Connecticut this weekend, and I have convinced the lady to allow us to go to this one. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. I've never been to Yale's campus, and I think seeing a live Ivy League game is going to be awesome. Um, For some history here. Yale avenged their 13 to 12 regular season loss to Cornell um, after losing 14 11. So Yale beat them in the Ivy League semis. I did not exactly love what I saw from Yale against Denver, but let's be honest, like no one can be pleased with what they saw from Cornell against Penn State. The jury is still out on just how good Penn State can be. I mean, they're very good, but how good we still don't know, I think. Um, Questions here. Can the Big Red hold the Yale attack to a low number like Denver did? And then can the Yale defense hold back a very angry Cornell attack after being shut down by Penn State? Like this game has a lot of questions. It's shaping up to be one of the marquee games of the weekend. It's a total toss up for me, but I'm going to go with Cornell. I think they kind of flip flop again. I just like the Big Red coming off that loss a little bit more. Yeah, you really hit the nail on the coffin there. Um, Yeah, the big question is just, like, which defense is going to hold up the longest? Um, Let me see. DraftKings doesn't have anything. Or actually, wait, they do. Nope, psych. Never mind. For some reason, they have the money line set, and it's even for this game. But it's going to change throughout the week. But, yeah, I'm going to take the big red here because – I think that loss to Penn State was more of just Penn State coming in and ready to knock the socks off of any Ivy League team that was in their sights. Um, and Yale, yeah, it's their defense for me. I'm just not convinced by them just yet. Um, their offense, they do have that kind of problem of arrogant shooting, but when you got Chris Lyons and Matt Brando, I understand why. Um, you want to shoot the ball so much. Um but I like Cornell here. I think they walk into this one and take this one from the Bulldogs. Uh, you guys make great points. I am going to be the defector. I'm going to go with Yale in this game. I I think this is going to be an incredible matchup. I think these are the two teams. This is going to be a preview of what I think the Ivy League tournament championship is going to be this year. Um, these two teams have been the most consistent Ivies, I think even with their losses and had Cornell not lost to Penn state, I probably would be picking them in this game, but Yale just uh, the way they handled Denver was impressive to me. And if you look at the replay, they were up 11, six on Yale or I mean on Denver in the beginning of the fourth quarter and they had to withhold a three Oh Denver run to end the game. And they just shut them out at the end. And I think a big part of that, and I think in the keys to success that they need to have to win this game against Cornell is Jared Paquette playing a great game. He was, I think, 60% in the cage against Denver this past weekend. Um, he, he 59% this past weekend. And I think if he has a good game, 
he can support that defense and Yale's offense will put points on the board. I know Cornell's defense is phenomenal. I'm not going to put anything past them. I don't think they're going to let up over 14 against this team, but I think they're going to find a way to put enough on the board. And I, I like the fact that it, it Yale has that home field advantage too. So I'm going Bulldogs at home in this key Ivy League matchup. Next up, we have another A-Sun matchup, this time between the bottom two teams statistically right now. Um, first A-Sun game for both of them. It's the Detro- Detroit Mercy Titans taking on the Mercer Bears. Uh, it's a very interesting one here. Mercer, they're 1-6. and six. Uh, I think they, they're coming off their fourth straight loss to UMBC this past weekend. Um, they've had a lot of games to play as opposed to uh, – Detroit Mercy, who's only played three games, and they, until the start of this game, they haven't played since uh, March 2nd. So they've they've had a lot of film, a lot of time to prepare for this one. Mercer, again, I think their only, like, silver lining right now is the face-off dot, which I think they can control in this game, too. But I'm going to go with the Titans here. I like them to take this game. Uh, I just think they have a lot of prep, a lot of time to see what Mercer's got, and I think they come in with a solid game plan. This is going to shape up to be quite the matchup, fellas. Um, this series hasn't been played in a while, but historical score lines have been 9-8, 10-8, 8-7. Defensive Midwestern-Southern matchup here. I'm all about it. Last time out, Detroit Mercy won in overtime. <laughs> This is now a new conference matchup and one that both teams need really bad if they want to have any hope of making the conference tournament. We know how bad Mercer has been and Detroit is also 0-3. So like, what do you do here? Hard decision, but I'm going to take the home team here. I think it could be another overtime game. I'm going to go with Mercer. Now you may go drive it. Yeah, yeah, I, I- I think, I think that uh, Mercy Mercer is going to control the phase effects. What Voight said, I, I, I'm going to echo Voight pretty much. And I think that because Mercer is able to control the face off X, even though I'm going to disagree with Voight on the final answer to this, I think Mercer is going to win. I think the fact that Ashenwood can win, I'm going to say he's probably going to have like an 80% day or something like that on whoever Detroit Mercy has at the X. Um, I think just because of that, Mercer's going to get enough touches to just put them over the top. It's not going to be a blowout by any means. This is going to be a close game, I think. But I think Mercer's just going to have that edge, especially with Detroit Mercy having to travel down right after they get their asses handed to them against Ohio State, too. So we're going to go Mercer in this game. Next up, midweek. Huge game for CAA implications coming down the line. We have Drexel Dragons traveling to Towson Tigers. And in this game, Drexel aren't going to be lucky enough to play against goalies who have a combined save percentage of 31.4% like (laughs) they did against St. Joe's. And this Towson team has to be beyond hungry for a dub after falling short 
which seems so many times a season. I think they're like one in five now. They're one in five. Which, which is it's just that is criminal for how good this Towson team is. They are way better than a one in five record. And I think they're going to come into this CAA play hungry. And like I said, this is going to be a way tougher goal in goal than what they had to face against St. Joe's. Drexel's not putting up 18 against this Towson defense. So I like Towson at home a lot in this game. Totally agree. Towson feels way better than one in five. Um, I think their goalie had eight or nine saves in the first quarter alone against Virginia. And if you look at Towson's season, they very easily could have beaten St. Joe's. They lost that game by three. Boyd and I have talked about how they just gave the game away against Richmond. They took Loyola to overtime and they just hung with Virginia for a little over two and a half quarters and that they find themselves at one and five. Forget Drexel beating St. Joe's. I don't count that for anything. Towson needs this win so bad, and I love them at home. I think they are very dangerous in the CAA still, so I like the Tigers here a lot. I've been second-guessing this one all day, to be honest with you. Just because, yeah, Towson, they're one in five. Like, they lost you know eight to four. You know they're better do than I, that, Voight. Do, do I? They lost a, I, I took them against UMBC and they lost eight to four. All right. Yes, um, that was a blemish. That <laughs> was a blemish. <laughs> um, St. Joseph's 16 to 13. Their only wins against Mount St. Mary's. They had a one goal game against Loyola, which that was an incredible game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to go with the tide here, and take the Tigers. But mm, I don't know. This Drexel team makes me think, and in the worst ways possible. Um, so you know what? Because I am so down in the rankings, I don't want to fall even further. So I'm gonna take the Tigers. He's a smart man. I respect. I got I have to pick and choose my battles here over the next few weeks. I'm interested to see who you pick in this next game, Boyd. We have (laughs) High Point Panthers traveling to our number 19 team, Georgetown Hoyas. Both teams have some momentum right now. High Point just earned themselves possibly their best one of the year over Robert Morris, who I called that game. I want to just say it (laughs) over both of you. Whatever. And I can say it now because you gave me permission. Bobby Moe's a fraud. Okay. All right. I knew, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. And Georgetown has now reeled off two straight wins after their abysmal 0-3 start. And I think this can be attributed to mainly that their offense is actually clicking. And they scored 13, which I know is not a lot. But that is so much more than they were scoring in their first three games. It They've scored it in back-to-back games. So, like, that is... Big ups for Georgetown. It looks like their offense is getting on the right track. And I point, they look good, but as we've said, they play some teams that are questionable and might not be the best. And I'm not going to put too much stock into them beating Robert Morris, who I don't think is that amazing of a, a squad this year. Uh, so because Georgetown is at home, I I think Georgetown's going to win and get back to 500 on the year. 
So let's go Hoyas. Listen, Robert Morris did lose that game, but that was the that was a very back and forth game. And I think both teams are very evenly matched. Um, Robert Morris, they're just that they've been this team the last few years where they just kind of they pull games out of their ass. They're not the fastest team. They're not the flashiest, but they find a way to get it done. They just couldn't get it done against High Point. It, in that game, it just felt like High Point was leaning forward a lot, doing a lot more of the initiating, and Robert Morris was just taking what they could get. Um, and Georgetown, one goal. I don't. I didn't see this game, but a one goal game against the Richmond team that I think is on the same playing field as High Point is concerning. Um, and I've said I'm it all year. I'm not saying that this you team, gotta like them. I'm just saying you gotta pick them. <laughs> Maybe I don't. But yeah, Honestly, I'm gonna pick Georgetown here. I yeah. gotta pick and choose my battles. If it, <laughs> if if you and I were like maybe three games taking high point. <laughs> I mean, that's totally but, fair. High point, uh, if you pick high point, that's a respectable pick in this game. I have no, like, qualms against that. I'm, I'm going to yeah. argue for high point because high point is averaging 17 goals a game. That includes when they scored, like, 27 against Hampton and 6 against Duke. So that averages out, and the rest of theirs are like 17 goals a game. If you do the math, that beats Georgetown's record. Like, I get it's against different competition, but High Point somehow, some way, is like very impressive this year. And to Boyd's point, Georgetown still looked pretty sketchy against Richmond. Like, that game could have easily gone the other way. But Georgetown figured out a way to win. I think they figure out a way to win again simply because they just have to like if they have any hope they, they they need to win but look i think if high point wins none of us will be shocked and and i think that'll be a good win for them agreed yeah moving on to our next game i there's nothing i need to say for this stony brook travels to hampton stony brook Take the Seawolves here. Take them. Yeah, I like Stony Brook here as well. <laughs> We're going to get to you, Hampton. We will, I promise. But not this week. Next up, we have LIU at the Mount. LIU now has, I think, two straight wins. Uh, they beat the Mount 14-10 to 10 last year. But that was a very different LIU team. That was a pretty good LIU team. And I think this year's Shark team is just not as good. Outside of the NJIT game, Mount has yet to score more than seven. So that's kind of problematic. Uh, and LIU played VMI pretty well, and they got a good win. Um, I do think Mount could pull off this upset, uh, but I, I think LIU makes it three straight and competes a little bit more. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. Um, you know, Mount St. Mary's, they're on a three-game losing streak. LIU was on that four-game losing streak. Now they have a couple wins under their belt. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just not too sure. I think they play – I will say this. They had a very impressive loss against Monmouth. But yes. then they followed it up with a very depressing loss to Manhattan, 9-3. to three. So this LIU team is kind of in the middle of all that, middle of those teams, I would say. 
Um, so I think it's a close game, but I'm going to take the Sharks here. On paper, if you look at the stats for this Mount St. Mary's team, they look like they should not be as bad as they are. Their face-off, I think their main FOGO has a 57, 58% win percentage. Not bad. Their goalie play isn't terrible. It's not St. Joe's level. I think their goalies are at like 45%, which is, you know, the volume of shots this team sees per game, 45% is respectable. I mean, and I'm sure half of these are probably pretty close quarters too. So like, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's the fact that their offense is just so abysmal and cannot put points on the board that just, it concerns me, makes me not want to take them in literally any game possibly for the rest of the year. And because of that, LIU also has some wins under their belt. They look like they're going on the up and up. They're on a 2-0 run right now. I think they're going to make it three. I like the Sharks in this game. All righty. Next up, a very interesting matchup considering Penn State's recent success. I would definitely say this is a possible trap game for them against Marquette, who I need to look at Marquette's schedule real quick. They're 3-3 three and three right now. Um, just coming off a loss. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they're coming off a loss against Bellarmine, who looks like another solid dark horse team in that ASUN conference. So they might be looking to play spoiled to this Penn State team, but I think this Penn State team is just too good right now. They have a lot of momentum. They're definitely the hottest team in lacrosse right now. Um, and those top four teams right now in the Big Ten, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Hopkins, like, I have never been this nervous for Big Ten play or the Big Ten tournament in a very long time. Um, so I'm going to go with Penn State here, but wouldn't be surprised if they come out flat-footed here, but I don't expect them to, if that makes sense, if that makes any sense at all. Yes, I, I understand what you mean, Voight. And to that point, Penn State is a unstoppable train, it seems like right now. Nothing's knocking it off its course. Especially not Marquette. Go Nick yeah, I, I think um, earlier in the year, this game could have been very interesting. I no longer think it's that interesting. And I think Penn State, they could light it up. Like this offense is capable of doing some pretty special things. So I, I don't know if this is that great of a game. So yeah, Penn State. All right, move on to our next game. We've got Vermont traveling to NJIT and... Despite NJIT making some program history last week, two wins in a row, I think a battered Vermont team on offense still is able to take this team down on the road. I like the Catamounts in this game. Yeah, you can't you can't go score four goals in a lacrosse game and expect to win. Credit <laughs> mass defense, but um, yeah, I think NJIT is the re- receiver of some Catamount fury, and uh, yeah, Vermont wins this one. Yeah, I got the cats here. Next up, we have Quinnipiac on the road to Wagner, uh, a Wagner team that like they keep games close with teams in the first half and then they just let it slip away. I think it's probably a similar game here. Quinnipiac, I'm going to take him here. I think they win, but it's probably close in the first half. And then Quinnipiac breaks the doors open. Another low lower tier matchup where I think there's just one team who is clearly better than the other right now. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bobcats here. Yeah. 
Quinnipiac in this game all the way. We have another Maction game next with Siena on the road to BMI. Uh, this is a pretty important conference game, as it feels like every Mac game is. Um, looking at the stats, like in prior years, Siena is just always going to score between 10 and 12 goals. It's just who they are. 10, 11, 12, no more, no less. And the literal exact same thing can be said for VMI. Like, that's just their range. Stats for the season all across the board are pretty close. And I don't know, guys. Like, I think I have an emotional attachment to VMI, like Loyola. I don't know what it is. I just like them. And I think they should have beaten LIU. They had every chance to tie that game and, and win it. I think they beat Siena. Like, they have... The one stat line that's different is GBs. They have way more GBs than Siena. And I think in a MAC game, GBs win games. And I think BMI wins this with a lot of heart. I just, I, I don't, I, no. <laughs> no. I, 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 yes, I think you just called it. VMI is your kryptonite this year. And you have some weird special attachment to that. I love them. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get it that they like went off to a three and one start and looked really good, but guess what those three wins were? Hampton, Queens, and Detroit Mercy. So not wins, not man. that I, I, I yes, they're wins, but I'm not gonna call them anything because of that. And a rejuvenated VMI team is not the same thing as that. I I think that. Siena has proven they can win against teams more than uh, VMI has. And I just, <laughs> did you plan Maction? <laughs> no, I, I took that straight from Voight. Oh, did you? It's, okay. It, no, it's, no, there's another A, so it's Maction. <laughs> oh, the prolonged first. Okay. I, I, I think Siena is going to come out and like, they have a the Siena has to believe that they can win this conference. Uh, granted, every team probably has a belief that they can win the MAC, but you know, Siena more so than others, I think. And I, I just I don't see how Siena is going to come out and let VMI steal this one away from them. So I I have the Saints winning on the road in some action. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with the Saints here too. Like. I mentioned it earlier. What did I say? They, they're they're in the top ten somewhere in turnovers per game this year. Uh, granted, they have played some iffy competition, but they've also they went down to the wire with Dartmouth. I would say up until like the last two three minutes, mm-hmm. and then Dartmouth just kind of ran away with it. Um, and same thing with Providence too. They just kind of like took the gas took the took their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. And lost eighteen to eleven, um, but they have some pretty solid wins. They beat they beat Sacred Heart, who has been hungry for a win for a while now. Um, still hungry for a win, considering they lost this past weekend. Um, and yeah, VMI just yeah, it looks like the it looks like they're running on fumes right now. I like Sienna here. I like their defense, um, and despite their offense's production, I think they take this one here. Alrighty, next up we have UMass Lowell traveling over to Albany, and this has Get Right Game written all over it for Albany after playing two top-tier defenses last week in Maryland and UMass. I like the Great Danes a lot at home in this one. 
let Scott Mars going to let his boys cook, have that creativity against this UMass defense. Totally agree. I love Albany here. Yeah, I like Albany too. That UMass game was a little concerning considering the score line there. Um, so definitely concerns going down the rest of the way this season, but I like them here. Alrighty, next up we have UMBC traveling up north to Bryant. This is going to be a great matchup. I it wasn't I'm looking forward to a lot. I am really high in both of these teams, and I did not think either of them were going to take an L this past weekend. But you know, here we are, and they both did <laughs> in glaringly just dismantled fa- fashions as well. Bryant's offense could not produce, and UMBC's defense was exposed so i i i think that this game is going to tell a lot about two teams whether or not they can bounce back from a loss umbc has not had one yet bryant had that ot loss against boston at the beginning of the year and they were able to bounce back from that one to begin with i like both these teams a lot and this is america east play this year right mm-hmm. yeah yes, sir this is a huge conference game for both teams. And I think it's going to set a really high tone. And I think whoever wins this is going to be able to get that number two seed. Possibly one now that Vermont is looking like they're on the their heels a little bit. So this has huge implications for conference play. And because of all that, I, I got to pick Bryant. I like them. The fact that they're at home, they have a definitive edge at X. And I, I think, I don't know, I... Air Force is confusing me with like what level they're at technically, but I know they're not a bad team. I know that. So I'm not going to put too much weight on Bryant's loss. And I know I shouldn't put too much weight on UMBC's loss to Delaware either, but uh, I just, I think Bryant's offense is going to come back to life against UMBC. So I, I'm going to take the Bulldogs at home in this fantastic matchup this weekend. Yeah, speaking of Air Force, I don't think we'll really know what they're all about until the A-Sun start, gets ramping up for them. Um, and maybe even this Queens game, too, because um, we don't really we weren't too sure what Navy would look like. And then Queens was tied with them at the end of the first quarter of their game. Um, but this game, uh, UMBC, uh, they played great all year. Uh, a couple of losses. Uh, to uh or actually no just one loss to that delaware game and they bounced back in that mercer game too and yeah like you said driving this game is going to have big time implications for the american east because these two these two teams uh are looking like the they're two of the top four teams and definitely tournament and implications are in play here um especially with binghamton and merrimack now sneaking their heads uh up there as well so it should be a really good game. Expect a really physical game. Um, who's at home here? Brian is. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to go with Brian here. Yeah, they just lost to Air Force, but again, not sure which Air Force team that we're looking at, and plus the travel and all that crap mm-hmm. as well. So I'm going to take Brian here. UMBC's got a, a fairly long way to travel, so I think Brian takes it to them. Forget the Air Force game. This Bryant offense is still prolific, and they have one very key thing. They have the film of the Delaware-UMBC game, and I think they watch it, and I think they know how to beat the UMBC defense, and I don't trust UMBC on the road, so I will also take Bryant here. 
Yeah, just uh, before we move on, another big thing about that game for UMBC against Delaware was just like who had the better legs at the end of the game. So I definitely think that's in, that's a factor that's in play in this one as well. Who's just going to have the better conditioning when it gets down to the gritty parts of that third quarter? Um, and speaking of even more gritty matchups, this is going to be a fist fight in a dark alley in the middle of some city. Uh, number 17, Army Black Knights are taking on Lehigh Mountain Hawks. I don't know the stats to the records that this game is held. Uh, Glazer, do you have them on hand at all? I, ha- I do have the stats for the history of this game. What is that game looking like? For the So Lehigh has won the prior two against Army. They won 11-10 and then 13-12. Okay. Do you have an all-time series record at all? I do not. I have some more. I'll, I'll cover some more specific stats for this season because it's pretty insane. Yeah. No, this is, from what I've seen in this matchup, like these teams go at each other. It's very physical. Um, I don't expect anything less here. Um, I'm going to take the Black Knights because I think since Lehigh has taken the last two games, I think they are ready to punch these guys in the mouth. And I think they know that they're the better team. And another Patriot League, or another top seed in the Patriot League implications here. Um, they're both 2-0 and in the Patriot League, and this game will determine their first loss of the season. Boyd prefaced this game phenomenally. This might be the most evenly matched up game of the year, statistically wise. Goalies, GBs, turnovers, shots on goals, face-offs, even goals and assists. Everything is dead even. Look closer. Army has 88 goals and 48 assists on the year. Lehigh, 89 goals and 48 assists. It's insane how teams can be this statistically even this many games into the year. Like, it's freaking crazy. And I think this game lives up to the hype. Some concerns here. Since Rutgers, I feel like Army has played some relative cupcakes. I know you have some conference games in there, but their strength of schedule hasn't been that great. Lehigh, I feel, has played some stiffer competition. They've got Cornell. They've got Hobart. I just like what Lehigh has learned from their games, and they they know how to fight back. So I like Lehigh in this game, and I think they make it three straight against the Black Knights. But this might be the game right up there with Cornell and Yale that you want to have on your screen this weekend. Yeah, I I don't have a lot to add besides what these two have already said. But, I mean, Army-Lehigh, this is going to be a great matchup. I am taking Army. I think that, to Glazer's point, that Army has played some what we would consider, you know, cupcake teams for the last couple weeks. And I, if I was Army, I would be so riled up and have that fuel just to be like, okay, we got to prove ourselves now. Like, we might be five and one, but we haven't played a good, solid game since Rutgers in their second game. And they still feel like they might want to avenge that UMass loss. I mean, they, they did lose the UMass that first week of the year. Like, they're not undefeated, and they're by no means considered a top-tier team. And I think taking that first step in the Patriot play, saying, like, hey, guys, we own this conference, even with Loyola's recent success, you know, like, they're still the team to beat in the conference and everything like that. I think they're going to make a stand against Lehigh, show that they're the top dog, and just try to blow them out of the water. Are they going to do that? No. But I do think Army's going to win in a close game. Next up, we have unranked Harvard on the road to unranked Brown. 
did not think I would be saying that at the beginning of the season. But alas, both teams have some L's. Last year, Harvard won this game in Cambridge, 12-11. And we just cataloged it a little while ago. Brown got just dismantled by UNC. Um, I'll be clear. If McLean and the senior class is playing in this game, I'm going to take Brown. However, because they're not, because their suspension is still going on, because the goon squad is still not on the field, I have to go Harvard. I, I can't trust this Brown team without that, without those guys. And I think it, they, they, they proved me right in that way. Like, man, did that team get beaten up by UNC? And I think Harvard really needs a win. So unfortunate for Brown because this is a game they really need to get in the Ivies. But their senior class has let them down, and I think they lose it. Yeah, it's it's tough to support Harvard or not not support Harvard, support Brown right now, um, and take them in this game. Uh, yeah, I if Devin McLean and Logan Path and the rest of those guys were playing, like yeah, I think Brown takes this game at home. But Harvard's got a bit of momentum. Uh, Granted, they did just lose to Michigan 19 to 13, but I think that Michigan team, they have, I've said earlier, they can turn it on when they want to. Um, but I still think Harvard's a very good team. They, they're putting up 12, 13 goals a game outside of that Virginia game that was just the most ridiculous scoreline I've ever seen on a lacrosse field. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think we're not, uh, we're also just not giving Harvard the, um, credit for being how good of a team they actually are um it, yeah the michigan loss that that happened but they have a lot of season left this is their fifth game of the season they haven't played as much games as some of these other teams so i think they they're a little slower to get going but i like them here against brown oh boy i will keep this short and sweet you guys have said it brown missing those seniors they could not miss them more. And there's one fact. This game against UNC, they only scored six goals. That is the least amount of goals. That, that is the first time they've scored six goals or less since 2018 when they played Cornell and they lost seven to four. It has been five years. This team misses Devin McLean and they're going to miss him again. Harvard's going to win this game. Keep your partying volume to a lower level. That's all I got to say. Next up, we have Holy Cross taking on our number 20 team, the Boston Terriers, who look pretty solid uh, sitting at four and one. And yeah, I don't see them losing this game. I think they take this one and they have a game earlier this earlier in the week as well. No, no. Nope. So yeah, I think they improved five and one here. What a shame, Holy Cross. I don't think... I think you've missed your window of opportunity for a win this year. So I think they're going to go winless. So, yeah, uh, I think BU wins, and I think they move up in the top 20 rankings. Yeah, Holy Cross is sitting passenger to Canisius on that struggle bus. Boston's winning this game. Yeah. Next up, we have Binghamton, the most perplexing team right up there with Drexel on the road to... America's team. That's right. Merrimack still has that title. Merrimack had last weekend off, and I like that a lot for them uh, in this in this game. Um, Binghamton, 
what what a weird team. I mean, it's just so strange. And yet both of these teams are four and two. So it looks like even on paper. Um, I think Merrimack playing this game at home is huge. We've seen on the stream how much energy and juice the Merrimack team and bench has playing at home. And I think that carries them to a win in this one. So I'm going to stick with America's team here. Go Merrimack. Yeah, another, yeah, just Binghamton's weird, man. They, they've lost to Lafayette and Lehigh, but they've beaten Fairfield, Bonaventure, Marist, St. John's. Um, so they have a pretty solid record right now. The Amer- they're sitting second in the American East. Um, same record as Merrimack, but I think Merrimack just plays with a lot of juice. So I'm going to take the Warriors here. Um, but I think Binghamton has a little bit of a reputation of matching the, te- the teams they play um, as far as energy is concerned. So I think this, this Binghamton team is going to come out into this game with a lot of energy because they know Merrimack is going to play with a lot of energy. Oh, boy. It always gets me fired up to pick America's game with America's team of the week. Mary Mack, Binghamton, like you guys, very confused by them. I don't know if they play down or up to the other team's level because there's games where they don't show up, period. Mary Mack, on the other hand, I just it hurts my soul to pick against them. And this game, my brain also agrees with my soul. I think they're going to win it. Alrighty, next up, we have our number one ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish taking on the number 18 Michigan Wolverines in Michigan. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just, it, Notre Dame, like, they are awesome. They're awesome to see. I don't really have much else to say for them. Michigan came off a hot they're hot they're coming off two wins and they're definitely looking to spoil what notre dame's got going right now um so yeah i am gonna take notre dame here but i will say the worst thing that this notre dame can do is walk into this game with an overwhelming sense of arrogance but i like the irish here agreed Voight. i we picked michigan as our surprise team for a reason they're actually Props to them. They did their schedule right this year, and they're not thinking they're on their high horse and they're reeling off some wins late into the season, which they did not do last year. That being said, Notre Dame, undoubtedly number one team in the nation for me. I, As long as they go in with the right mentality, which I think they do, I like them in this game. I think the mentality is a concern for any other season, but I think Notre Dame has shown this year that I really think that not making the tournament has had a mental impact on these guys, even the guys that have transferred in. And I think they keep maintaining that mental vigilance. And I think they beat Michigan, though I think Michigan puts up probably a better fight than some other teams have against Notre Dame this year. All right, next up, we've got number six Rutgers traveling to UMass. This game, I think, is going to be a surprising one. And that is why we have picked UMass as our dark horse team for the week. UMass's offense is their kryptonite. They have only reached double digits in three of their six games. And I think two of those three times have been just 10. They have barely reached double digits. Luckily for them, their defense is so good that sometimes it doesn't matter. 
But when you play a top 10 team, it does matter. Rutgers wins this in what I think is going to be a close-ish, low-scoring game, like a 11-6, 12-7 type of thing. I, I, li- I like that line. I like that score line. I'm going to steal thunder from Voight here and one of his monikers by saying that I think this is a total trap game for the Scarlet Knights. They're on the road in Amherst. UMass is coming off two wins against Albany and Vermont, games in which we both picked against UMass. But like Dryvan said, it's a top 10 team. This is a Rutgers team that impressed me by beating Princeton when I took Princeton. I think UMass puts up a fight. But this UMass offense cannot keep up with the Rutgers one. Take Rutgers, but watch out. Sneaky one here. Yeah, Rutgers is looking like one of the best teams in the country right now. Um, Aside from that Army loss, which was also a one-goal game, they're just playing awesome lacrosse. Um, Be Loyola 10-6. That Princeton game was an awesome game to watch. That was one of the few games I saw this weekend. Um, Utah, they, they, Utah took it to them, but they pulled away as well. Um, but yeah, if this game is all, this game is all dependent on like what kind of vibe and what kind of attitude UMass go, goes into this one. Do they go into this game like they have been in in losses this year, where you know their offense doesn't really get going and their defense really has to just carry the attitude and performance all game? Maybe, but. If they're face off, if they're facing off pretty well, and their offense gets going a little earlier than they have been recently, I think they have a good chance. But this Rutgers team is very good; they're solid across the board. Um, really, it's just another game for Rutgers to improve their defense, which I think is one of the weaker points of their game. But I don't see them losing this one. I had I, I'm taking the Scarlet Knights here. Next up, we have St. Joe's on the road to St. John's. I'll say it again. Oh, how the turntables for the St. Joe's of Hawks. You know, you lose to Penn by the same score line for the third straight time. That's a tough pill to swallow, but a pill you can swallow. The Drexel pill, you cannot swallow. It just gets stuck in the back of your throat and it chokes you. And it chokes you out of the top 20. St. Joe's, you are our panic team for the week. And panic for good reason. I'm going to take you here to beat St. John's. But, ooh, not a good week for Hawk Hill. I don't want to talk about St. Joe's for too long. (laughs) It's going to make me too sad. Just disappointed. They're totally a panic team. But I still have them winning this game. St. Joe's. Yeah, I didn't mean to be like very mean towards St. Joseph's early earlier in the year. <laughs> I did I didn't expect this kind of collapse, I would say. Um, but this is a get right game for them. Um if they're definitely goalies show up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's an outburst. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. Um, just, yeah. I have St. Joseph's here, but St. John's, again, hungry team. Looking to get over that hump of a winless record right now. So, please, for the love of God, Hawk Hill, win this one and win this one right. 
Next up, we have the newly minted number nine team in the land, Villanova, on the road taking on Monmouth. Villanova's had some good competition. I think they've earned themselves an easier one, and I think they win this one pretty comfortably. Villanova impressed me to no ends in that second half against Drexel. I mean, after they won up 4-1 in that game and then fell back 7-5 beginning of the second half, they turned on the Jets, and they looked like a different team and went on a 9-0 run to close that game. And I just I have not been impressed by a team like that. Not many teams have impressed me like that this year. So Villanova, they're going to keep the run going. I've got them in this game. Yeah, I got the Wildcats as well. Um, Brandon, I think this is going to be just like a, a game where they just like fire on all cylinders, um, especially after that Drexel game where they had to come back. I think they've learned from their mistakes and will take this Monmouth, take out this Monmouth team very, uh, very handedly. Villanova, our fun team of the week. Fun on both the offense and defensive side of the field. So maybe don't watch them this week, but in the future, when they're in the Big East play, definitely turn on the TV for this Wildcats team. Absolutely. Next up, we have Hobart traveling, not to Providence, to Sparks, Maryland. That's right. This game is being played at the U.S. Lacrosse headquarters, Hobart and Providence. I would love to take Hobart here, but they're they're like a bad they're like a bad boyfriend. They they just can't be trusted. They don't they don't text back in the second half. They 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 give they give away leads like it's just a tragedy. But for Providence, they they're trending in the right direction. They're winning games that I don't think they should win. They've beaten Fairfield. They've beaten Stony Brook. That's impressive to me. And like I said, I, I can't trust Hobart, so I got to go with Providence here. Yeah, this is a weird one for me because it's very evenly matched up, and I feel like it's just two, a game between two teams who you don't know which team is going to show up, really. Um, granted, Hart, uh, Providence two-game win streak against Fairfield and Stony Brook. Uh, one goal game against Stony Brook this past weekend, 10-9. to And Hobart coming off that loss to Dartmouth, which is a very high-scoring game, I will say. Um, and you know what? I'm just I'm going to take Hobart here because I think they – I think they're, they, they can produce a lot more. Um at times than Providence can. And, you know, I don't think this is too far of a game for Hobart to travel to, so I don't think that is much of a factor in this one. So I'm going to take the Statesman here very reluctantly because I just think they their only good side here is that they can produce more. Voight, I will say this just because I know it. It's a solid bus ride from Hobart to down it to is. Maryland. I will say that it'll be oh, a nice playing in Maryland. Ride. That, Nowhere that is, near that's... as far as Providence down, though. Um, yeah, that that fact went over my head. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a factor okay. for both teams. Uh, well, actually, a no factor because they're both traveling far. Right. So yeah, I, I, but I same thing. I, I think neutral site that makes me even more inclined. I didn't know that. Uh, that makes me even more inclined to pick Hobart. Hobart's been on a back and forth. They are every other game right now 
They win a game, they lose a game. They win a game, they lose a game. They win a game, they lose a game. And they are on schedule to win a game now. So Providence, look out. They're in your crosshairs. I like the Statesman a lot in this matchup. Next up, another game with the A-Sun implications. Jacksonville is going over to Bobby Moe to take on the Colonials. Jacksonville sitting at 5-1. and one. Bobby Moe sitting at a concerning 3-2 and two record um, coming up after going 3-0 and oh to start the year and then dropping two games to Hobart and High Point. Um, I will say, Jacksonville's had it a little easy. More than a little. Weeks. More than a little easy these past few weeks. They had a tough game against High Point, and then they crushed UMass Lowell, crushed St. John's. I don't. I think this is going to be a very similar game to that High Point game. It's going to be high. It's not. I don't know if it's going to be high scoring, but it's definitely going to be close. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville here. I, I think they just got studs who can produce at a higher level and. You know, they're it's similar to High Point where I just feel like they're always leaning forward and go and initiating everything, whereas Robert Morris um, is, you know, just letting things come to come and go to them. So I'm going to take the Dolphins here. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville has just kind of hung around the 12 to 16. I think they're our 15th ranked team in the land this week. Um, under the radar news, Waldbaum came back and he played in against UMass Lowell and he played against St. John's and he I think he had I don't know we'll call it combined 10 11 points so he's back I think that's a huge difference yes dry band you can call Bobby Moe a fraud Jackson I, I, I think they need to win this one and I think they do yeah all of you guys took the words out of my mouth you know to summarize it Jacksonville's gonna win Bobby Moe's a fraud next game <laughs> Next up, we have the Loyola Greyhounds coming off their awful, just awful performance. Oh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, they came back a little bit. It was pretty bad. I couldn't watch it for a good amount of time. Um, you know, they're 4-2 and two right now. Yeah, bad loss to Duke. But this is another Patriot League team in Bucknell where it kind of seems like they're going to be the bottom of the barrel um, as far as Patriot League teams go. So I don't see I don't see why they shouldn't lose this game. So I'm going to go with the Hounds here, but their schedule is going to get a lot harder these next few weeks, and it's going to be really interesting to see what this Hounds team looks like in two three weeks. I agree, Voight. I'm picking Loyal. Also, my big concern for them is their X play, their face off, their wings, everything about it. If they want to compete against the upper echelons, they got to get better somehow. And I think this will be a good game for them to practice and implement that. So I like Loyola in their first Patriot League match. I don't love them. I don't like them, I should say. I love them in this game. I love them in every game. They're the hounds. They're always going to win, except, you know, maybe when they don't. But that doesn't happen that often. Um, look, Bucknell is probably going to make this a closer game. For some reason, Loyola can't ever, like, stomp on bad Patriot teams, but they win. So, yeah. All right. Next game, we have Fairfield traveling to Hofstra. And at the end of the day, I can say Fairfield has impressed me all I want. But they ain't winning anything. Yeah. They're not winning at all. So, like, Hofstra's on 
They were two and one in their last three games. In their last game, they lost to Villanova. I, I and Hofstra's also played every single game pretty close. They're never out of a game. So because of those factors, they're at home. I, it might be a little bit of an upset, but I like Hofstra in this matchup. Yeah, this is an interesting one for me because, yes, Fairfield has lost four straight, but how many days? Like, these are all very close together. Like, this is like their first full week where they don't have a midweek game in maybe three weeks, two, three weeks. So a little bit of a rest period for them. Um, Hofstra, they have a mid-game against Syracuse this week. Um, I think that plays a big factor. I do think Hofstra is playing very well, but I think that game against Syracuse is going to be a bit tiring for them because, you know, Syracuse is Syracuse this year. They are very young, and they tend to make some mistakes here and there, and Hofstra may have a window open for a little bit during that game. So I think it's going to be a tough tough one sledding for them. I'm going to take Fairfield. I think they bounce back get that third win of the season. I agree. I just don't have a lot of respect for how the pride are playing this year. I think they let games get away from them and then they come back and make them look closer than they are. I do like Fairfield. I think they're a better team and I think they win this one. Um, and I think they go, I think they get their third win. All righty. Next up, we have the Utah Utes taking on a Bellarmine team who is coming off a close win against Marquette. Um, very interesting one here. Utah is one and four. They've lost three straight, but those three straight losses were to a healthy Vermont team, a Hopkins team who we've, I think we can state that they're not exactly frauds, fraudulent. They show some signs here and there. Yeah. A top and 10 then, team, potential fraud. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they played a very close, they played a very close game against Rutgers this past weekend. Um, so listen, Bellarmine, you know, they have a better record. They're five and one, five straight wins, but those wins are against St. Bonaventure, Canisius, Marist. They had that postponed game against Bucknell, VMI and Marquette, who is pretty solid, but I wouldn't put them up there with Utah. This is another A-Sun matchup where I think Utah takes it um, and gets some momentum back this year. Utah has never, ever, ever lost to Bellarmine. Um, But the last two times these teams have played, Utah is only one by one. They won 12-11 last year. And yeah, Utah's one and four. um, But outside of Denver, they've played teams relatively close. But man, Bellarmine has won. Like, they're five and one. That's that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I what you said. Their competition, that's great. But like five wins for Bellarmine team is still really impressive any year. And it makes me really inclined to pick them here, especially having played Utah close in prior years. But I'm going to go with the theme this week for me. Teams on losing streaks needing a win really bad, especially in conference play. I think if this game is in Kentucky, I would take Bellarmine. But I like Utah here a lot at home in the mountains. So I'm going to take the Utes. But I think it is a fantastic conference game. Yeah, I'm going to pull 180 from what I put. I did not realize this game was at Utah. I'm going to take the Utes oh, in this one. Wow. I, I, I thought it was at Bellarmine. 
And if it was, I would have been knights all day in this matchup. But I say nah, that you should take you should take Bellerman. I agree. Be, I agree with what you should. You should you take should. Bellerman. I say that I say that because Utah has not had a home game since February 18th. It's been a whole month. They have not had yeah. a home game for a whole month. So I think because of that, they're going to come back. Their last home game was a very close loss to Vermont. And their only one of the year has also been at home. So I think their second one of the year is going to be at home. I I do like Utah in this game. That's disappointing. But I think you're probably right. Uh, next up, we have Sacred Heart on the road to Manhattan. Sacred Heart, so disappointing. We all took them last week and they lost. They still have yet to win. I think they're still due a win. I just don't think it's against Manhattan. I think Manhattan is still the team that we think they are this year. And I think that their defense and overall, they're just a little better than Secret Heart. And so I think they they keep the Jasper train going. And uh, yeah, you got to go with Jasper's here. Yeah, Manhattan's a solid team to me. I, I think they're favorites for the MAC. So I like them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I think we're beating this thing, <laughs> this, this whole Mac thing to death. Was that too many A's? <laughs> One too many? Maybe, maybe two too many. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. But, yeah, um, I'm so sad about Sacred Heart, man. <laughs> like, I want them to win so badly. They're 0-6. Um and yeah, Manhattan's really good. They have a tough defense. Um, nine goals against Mount St. Mary's isn't great, but that's just been the, I think that's just the story with them this entire year. They either gonna put 14, 15 goals up or they're gonna score six to nine goals per game. Um, so yeah, I I like I'm gonna take the Jaspers here. But I really want to, I just want Sacred Heart to win just because I like they need it. Like they need it for them. All right. Moving on to what might be the most defining game of the weekend in terms of just league defining field. We have number three Maryland traveling to number two Virginia. And I think I've said this every single week almost. There are only a handful of teams in the nation I would pick over Maryland week in, week out. And right now, it's only two teams that I would take over them. And unlucky enough for Maryland, Virginia happens to be one of those two teams. And UVA cannot be overlooking this game as other because it is by far their biggest test to date. And basically, I think they're going to use this as a fine tuning before they take on Notre Dame because they're that is a very similar team to Maryland. And... This game, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a one or two goal game. I do not think one team's going to pull away from it. But it's at Klockner. I, Virginia, their offense, even without Cormier, it's just, it impresses me to no end. I'm, I'm picking UVA in this game. We already know who Voight's going to take this week in this matchup. I am so close to siding with him because. I took Princeton when Maryland played Princeton and, you know, he showed us up and I don't want to be showed up again because I think Maryland could pull off this win, especially that I'm questioning Virginia a little bit after Hopkins and Towson. But I'm going to take Virginia here because I think back to when they played Maryland last year, the first time, not in the tournament, and Maryland 
embarrassed them on Audi Field. And I think that the Virginia team remembers that. And I think they remember losing in the tournament. And I think it's a little bit of a pent-up revenge game for the Cavaliers. And so I like them here. And I like them here mainly because they're at home. And I think they play well on grass. Yeah, I think the biggest factor in this game, especially this year after that 23-12 to 12 win, um, is, just the, is just Maryland's offense. Like that's the only thing that's the that's not the common denominator in uh, from last year's game. Um, their defense is still the same. They got May Carr and Zapatello and uh, I forget the other guy's name, number forty, but he's still pretty solid. So Maryland's entire game plan is just going to be keep the ball away from the midfield line as much as possible because you know UVA is going to be the hardos that they are and ride in the first and do a 10 man ride in the first minute of the game. Um, and the faceoff dot is going to be huge as well because, but I think it's still um, Luke Weirman's day because PD the Sal had, I think he had, he had a little bit of trouble in that uh, Hopkins game and Hopkins has a pretty solid FOGO as well. So I think P.D. LaSalle struggles, and I think the, that UVA's defense is not as good as they think they are, and I'm going to take the Terps here, but I am actually more confident in that the Terps win this game than I was in the Princeton game. So if that means anything, um, yeah, I like this Maryland team. I like how they play. Um, it's just going to come down to their offense and how they respond against UVA's defense. I could certainly see it happening. Um, definitely, definitely all eyes in the lacrosse world are going to be on that one. But I think all eyes should be on this one because it is, I think, very spicy. 14 ranked Princeton, 16th ranked Penn. This is a very interesting matchup of teams that are both two and three records that I don't think any of us saw coming. I think the loser of this game might be guaranteeing themselves a spot outside the top 20 at two and four. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think Penn has the more impressive resume, like strength of schedule wise. Um, this will be their sixth straight game against a ranked opponent. That's that's insane. Um, this for me was the game of the year last year. Princeton won 21 to 20. That's like a UVA Harvard game from this year. I'm going to go against what I've been saying all year. I've been really high on Penn every year, and I think I've taken them probably more than I should have. I think I got lucky with them against St. Joe's, and I was probably foolish for taking them against Villanova. I should have stuck with the Wildcats. Um, I'm going to take Princeton here. I thought they played really well against Rutgers, and I'm happy I picked them in that game. I, I think they could have won, um, and I think they played better against Rutgers than Penn did against Nova. And Penn... When their offense is cooking, they're cooking, but too often they're not. And too often, I think Sam Hanley has kind of been not himself to the extent they normally is this year. Um, there's just too many turnovers for this Quaker team for me. So I, I think Princeton probably is a little bit more level-headed. So I like them here on the road. Yeah, this game is going to be phenomenal. I So many implications just 
in conference, out of conference, the whole landscape of everything. Like you said, Glazer, one of these teams isn't going to be in the top 20 probably if they lose this game. So, I I mean, the, both teams have to know this is huge. And it's really big for Penn that they have it at home because I think if it was at Princeton, I would say them hands down without even a doubt in my mind that Princeton was going to pull this one out. But Princeton, they just – they. They've been looking a little bit better each loss that they've had. Maxi is still a phenomenal attackman, and he is carrying a larger load than I would have ever expected him to this year for that Princeton team with all of the star power they have on that offensive end. Um, and I, because of that, I, I think that, like Glazer said, I, I, Penn's offense looks weird and rusty and not like any version of themselves we thought they would look like this year. And because of that, I, I'm i also going to take Princeton. I think they win this game and start to look at a – shift their focus to Ivy League play rather than just all of their play. Yeah, I'm going to take Princeton as well. Um, and that's just off the fact that Sam Henley is averaging five turnovers a game in the last three games. Like the dude's turning, the, the dude's giving the ball to the other team five times a game. Um, it, it's concerning for a Tawarton nominee like him, um, which is why I think that you see a lot of these guys from mid-level teams and you know other good teams as well start to make their way out of the woodworks into that con- into the Tawarton conversation. Um, and still, Penn, I think they have a mentality problem as well. Um, you see it when they play defense, especially because the guys are pointing at each other. They're slamming their sticks. They're smacking the uh, goalposts. Um, and Princeton, you know, they they've lost a couple. They or they lost three straight, but they they continue to get better. And that Rutgers game was very awesome to watch. So I'm going to take the Tigers here. Just not convinced by Penn. And before I move on, yeah, this team this game is going to determine like who's going to be out of the Ivy league tournament this year. So big time implications for that. Hot take. All right. Moving on to our Sunday games. We've only got three of them this week. This is a great matchup. Dartmouth versus UNC at North Carolina. Dartmouth is four. zero and technically on top of the Ivy right now. Yes, sir. And, I think this is going to be a really good measuring stick for Dartmouth if they want to make any noise in the Ivies of conference this year going up against this UNC team because they are the best team they've faced by far so far. And UNC is a at the same caliber as the rest of the Ivies, I think, that they would face, if not the upper echelon like Yale and Cornell level. So it'll be interesting to see how Dartmouth fares against them. But I do have UNC winning this game. So tempting to take the big green. I'm going to take UNC, but I'm going to take him tentatively. I want to see how UNC plays Duke. Uh, and based upon that, I might flip, but it's probably only 20% chance that I flip. So, yeah, probably UNC, but I might take Dartmouth. Please flip. Please flip. Just do it. <laughs> just, get, just pick them right now. UNC, and then I'll determine. Who are you ta- You're taking UNC right now? I yeah. just want to make that clear before I go back nope. into the recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just had to be sure. Also, listen to that recording last week. It is very clear that Glazer was taking Dartmouth in his explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he, he, he 
didn't want to take Dartmouth. And then I was listening on like Dartmouth was the way to go. They're always the way to go. Except except this one, baby. Yeah, yeah, except this one, absolutely. Um, without a doubt. Just they're playing UNC in North Carolina. Um Yeah. I yeah. They had a close game against Siena. Close game against Hobart. That was high scoring. I don't see them getting a whole lot of production against this UNC defense. Next up, we have number 13, Ohio State, going out west to take on Denver, who is coming back from their eastern trip from Yale. Two of the last three games against top three, four opponents, Ohio State has just been run off the cross field. Um, yeah, it's against top opposition, but they've just been dumped on, especially against Notre Dame. Both teams are three and three, but I actually like Denver more in this game. I think they've hung around with people better than Ohio State has, especially traveling as far as they have. They hung with Duke. They hung with Yale. Last year, Denver won uh, 14-12 in Columbus. I think they win for the third straight time in Denver. I'm going to take the Pioneers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Pioneers as well. Um, if this were at Ohio State, I'd be more inclined to go with the Buckeyes. But, yeah, they just they just haven't looked great. That loss to Notre Dame was pretty demoralizing. Um, Denver, they, they played that Yale game pretty close. I thought they were going to win, but they just couldn't um, get anything going late in the game there. Um, but I think they bounced back. Um, I think the goal of just for Denver this year is just to have a winning record by the by the last game of the season and then see what happens in the Big East tournament. Yeah, I I'm surprised all three of us are taking Denver. Spoiler, I'm picking Denver as well in this game. <laughs> uh, it's definitely like on paper looks like an upset, but the way Ohio State's been playing, we still have them ranked 13, I know, but. It's just they have had a tough go of it, and their offense is looking abysmal recently. And Denver just looks like they they have juice. They are in every single game. I mean, they have their largest loss of the season is two goals, and their three losses are two, two, and one. So, like, they will be in this game without a doubt, even if they don't win. But I do think they're going to win this game, especially because they're at home. So I like Denver. Alrighty, down to our penultimate game of the week. We have the Denver Blue Hens. Delaware Blue Hens. <laughs> did I say Denver Blue Hens? You did say Denver Blue Hens. Sick. You've got yeah. Denver on your mind. No, my mind is just burnt out from staring at a computer screen all weekend. <laughs> um, the Delaware Blue Hens there you go. are... Coming down to Baltimore to take on the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. It's going to be a weird week for the Jays um, after, after they uh, play Navy, which I think is going to be pretty weird. And then this Delaware team who is coming off their second straight win against Monmouth uh, after beating UMBC. Um, it's their first road test since that Mount St. Mary's game. It's the first road game that they've had, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they just respond to playing in um, playing in different territory. Um, 
But I think the Jays got momentum. Um, so I'm going to take the Hopkins here. But I would really love to see Delaware win this game, and I think it's very gettable. Lloyd, I knew you were bleeding blue deep down, buddy. I just knew it. I am also taking Hopkins in this game. Uh, they've got momentum. Marcio, like Voight pointed out in Dog of the Week, he is playing on his head, and he is the best goalie Hopkins has had in as long as I can remember the past, at least five years, I feel like. This team wants to make some noise in the Big Ten. They want to make noise come May. Uh, and I think them beating Delaware, who I think is still a really good team, puts them on the path that they're staying on right now. This was the weekend where the season hit a traumatic end for Hopkins last year. They dropped both of these games. I think they continue to flip the script every week this year. I think they win both these games this week against Navy and Delaware. And I think uh, the Jays move to six. What is it, six or seven and three? I, I, I just think they look pretty good after this weekend. I would like to state this before we move on. If my record wasn't as bad as it is right <laughs> now, and if I wasn't like six games back right now, Navy and Delaware are going on my pick sheet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just stating that right now. Hopkins, good team. They're probably maybe a tournament team depending on how they do in the Big Ten, because I think they're going to get crushed by Rutgers, Maryland. Um, Penn State's going to roll over them. So it's going to be interesting to see. Wow. Wow. All right, moving on to our last game of the week. Next Monday, we have Air Force traveling to number five, Duke. Duke, they are just looking like an unstoppable train right now, and I can't. Air Force is not stopping that train. So Duke in this one. Yeah, I don't think Air Force has the guys to take down this Duke team. So I'm going to go with the Blue Devils here. Air Force has a history of beating Duke in February. We're in March. So no, Duke's going to win this game. All righty. Well, that brings us to the end of our picks. Um, Certainly going to be an exciting week, especially with a lot of these teams getting ramped up with Patriot League, ASUN, Ivy League games are starting up now. Um, yeah. Any of you gents uh, got anything else? Uh, Want to switch switch over before we lock in any of these picks? So excited for these conference games to start up. Tentative, UNC. Tentative. We'll see about the big green after Tuesday. Have a good week, everyone. Enjoy the games. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. But, you know, I picked Hopkins twice. I think they lose twice. But I will not be on the wrong side of history. I got to pick and choose my battles, man. So, you know what? Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the week, especially. We got some great games, uh, especially in the weekday slate. So, have fun. Enjoy the week. Get your schoolwork done. Get your work done and be a dog this week. <laughs>